How can I fact check Christianity and the Bible? As Christians, we were taught to have what amounted to blind faith in what we were told about the Bible and our religion. But now so many people are waking up and have doubts about those teachings that keep them awake at night or cause them guilt and shame to a point that they become sick to the stomach. But you have no idea where to fact check the Bible or the religion of Christianity. You're not alone. There are millions of Christians and former Christians in the same boat of having doubts and living with anxiety. There seems to always be some apocalyptic end on the horizon. You have no idea where to go or even how to start getting answers for those doubts and fears. In this video, I'll give you some basic knowledge about the origins of Christianity and the Bible. It's a shortcut for you to fact check a lot of the ideas taught biblically, but you'll have to dig deeper for yourself. Christianity was new on the scene in world religions. What you have as Christianity is a fringe aspect of an African spiritual system that was misunderstood, misinterpreted, and oftentimes changed in response to feuds with other spiritual systems, specifically Gnosticism of that day. The reason Christianity can hold people in beyond the fear is that they keep just enough of the ancient spiritual truths in to support the misinformation. But make no mistake, the new dogmatic information of Christianity is not true. The comedic spiritual system is the basis of the Christian religion. If you ever want to fact check Christianity, you can do so through the comedic spiritual system in science. Just about everything in the Bible be it personages, Christian traditions, and holidays originated from the ancient comedic spiritual system. That last statement is not hyperbole or an exaggeration. It's quantifiable, verifiable fact. The ideas of Jesus, the Christ, the Trinity, and more existed in the teachings of ancient Kemet thousands of years before the religion of Christianity. I was raised as a Christian. It's the foundation of my entry into spirituality. I'm no longer Christian, and at a point in my past, I considered myself an atheist. Now I consider myself a member of a spiritual but not religious group. Even during that time period of being an atheist, I still had an underlying belief that there was something greater than me. Spiritual but not religious simply means I no longer affiliate myself with any religious group. But I live life from a spiritual perspective. That's without the need for dogma and the guilt, shame, or fear religion creates. Through the ancient comedic spiritual system, I learned the original intent of the knowledge of what became many Christian doctrines. I also learned the truth behind many biblical stories and scriptures. That's because they have an esoteric meaning. That means it's hidden. There is something underneath what the stories were supposed to mean. I left Christianity to simply rebel against the organized religion version of God. I rebelled against the contradiction of a loving God that could send you to hell for eternity with no chance of redemption. That idea alone keeps many people trapped in fear and a low vibrational experience. Looking back on my time within Christianity, it was like living with someone abusive always in my head. As a believer, I lived through cycles of fear and anxiety, of endlessly burning in hell brought on by ideas of sin and guilt. 
Repenting and rededication produce temporary relief from the anxiety until a seemingly arbitrary misstep or transgression. Such is a sinful thought that produces a fall from grace and starts the process all over again. As a Christian, I had a relationship with an entity that requires total submission and blind obedience, unrealistic expectations, who had mood swings. He saves me even though I'm barely worth saving and I should be grateful for him for this kind of psychotic love. In my youth, of course, I didn't look at it that way. I just knew deep down that the dogma I was taught didn't resonate with me. My ideas of God have changed radically since my youth and in the most positive and empowering ways. I'm more vibrationally in sync. You'll need to sync up as well. You'll need to unlearn the psychological programming of the religious indoctrination. My search to find the basis of Christianity and the Bible led me to Kemet. Kemet and Egypt will be used interchangeably on this channel. I was astonished and ecstatic. As a member of the African diaspora here in the United States, I was taught that Africa had no history worth noting. I was filled with pride to realize that all the Abrahamic religions copied, plagiarized, and used knowledge gained from the Kemetic spiritual system as the basis of their religions. Much of what I was taught in the Kemetic spiritual system would now be considered new age and new thought, like the law of attraction, but also coupled with earth science, biology, medicine, and psychology. What we separate and compartmentalize in the West as spiritual or secular, the ancient Africans didn't. The principle of monotheism started within ancient Africa. Everything is an aspect of the original source of creation in African cosmology. One aspect of misinformation about ancient Egypt that's still prevalent today is that ancient Egyptians worshipped many gods and animals. That's completely false. For the ancient Africans, there is only one source, one true God, and everything in creation is that source in another form. Monotheism is the basis of all their beliefs, but it was not in a human-like God as Christians worship today. It was because of their cosmology that they had a respect for nature and all creatures of earth. The ancient Africans understood at a profound level how connected we all are to nature and the earth. Unlike Christian teachings and the Europeans that taught God as a white male, giving them the edict to subdue the earth and nature. Because of their understanding of God, wherever Christianized Europeans went in the world, indigenous people and their lands have suffered. But, but make no mistake. The originators of the concept that became Christian were from interior Africa. In his book, Natural Genesis, Gerald Massey states, Egypt, as insisted in previous volumes, is the missing link between the inner African origins and the rest of the world. But I say again, the concepts were twisted and to a point where they were almost unrecognizable. I don't say that flippantly. There's much documentation trickling out through individuals that call themselves chematologists. If you have ever wondered what Africans believed before colonization and slavery, then the system of ancient Kemet can be a good start for understanding African spiritual beliefs all over the continent. They were all connected in ways. 
Because of so much documentation on the walls and temples in ancient Egypt, the Kemetic spiritual system has become the mouthpiece for African spiritual systems. Most of them have common themes, just different names. For example, the Kemetic concept of netters are the same as the Yoruba Orisha and the Valdun Loa. The Africans would say that these mythological entities are how an incomprehensible force makes itself known in the material world. The Kemetic Ba and the Yoruba Ashe are the life force that many would recognize conceptually as the Asian Chi that emanates from the Creator into all things in existence. For the ancient Africans, the tangible object is but a symbol of the essence that bore it. The Kemetic spiritual system we study today is the culmination of thousands of years of development and refinement. It didn't come out of the box complete and in its most developed form as Egyptologists want you to believe. It's also deeply rooted and connected to the continent of Africa and their spiritual systems. As you investigate, and I hope you will investigate, understand that the picture of Africa as backwards primitive societies are not accurate. The lens and filters used to look at the ancient African societies were from the perspective of those in the system of white supremacy and racism that had an agenda to subdue, exploit, and dominate a continent for its peoples and resources. What better way to disengage cognitive dissonance to destroying a people and a continent than with the guise of bringing the civilized world to them? The crazy thing is, I've heard people of the African diaspora state that if it wasn't for slavery, none of us black people would know Jesus. Many of the Egyptian myths that came to be regarded as history in the Bible are in reality mathematical formulas. A mathematical formula is defined as mathematical relationships or rules expressed in symbols. By modern day standards, these ancient African myths became the theory of everything that our Western science has been looking for and yet to connect. Even the ancient African symbols carefully chosen had a depth of meaning that one simple interpretation couldn't convey. There were multiple layers that were multidimensional. For example, in the Bible, John chapter 10 verse 30 states, I and the Father are one. This scripture is an expression of ancient Kemetic mythology that at its foundation is based in numerology. But the story works as a formula across different fields of study, like earth science, psychology, and philosophy in modern times. Allow me to break this formula down so it will be forever and consistently Baroque. Nature was mankind's first teacher. Ancient Africans noticed a plant would die in the winter and a new one would grow in the spring. The death and decay of the plant in the winter became the foundation for the growth of the new plant in the spring. It was recognized as part of a cycle of life or earth science. Out of death came life. For the ancient Africans, death and life became two sides of the same coin. One could not exist without the other. Because the ancients saw themselves as part of nature, they logically surmised that their life and lifetimes operated cyclically just as the plants in nature did. I mean, if everything came from the same source, 
Why would the laws of nature operate differently for a human than it did for a plant? But if you have a Christian cosmology in which God is different from his creation, then the wisdom gained from nature is lost due to the disconnected belief system. Let's keep going. Father time is cyclical in nature. The cyclical father was known as Asar or Osiris in ancient Egyptian mythology. Heru, the sun, represented the ability of a phenomenon to produce itself or be in perpetual renewal. Hence, I and the Father are one. On one level, this scripture is expressing the cyclical process of nature. This is an example of how the formula connects on the natural level. On a psychological level, the same formula works symbolically like this. When something happens in your life that causes a shift in your way of thinking, the old consciousness has died and a new enlightened way of thinking or consciousness is born. Without the death of the old way of thinking, the new way of thinking and the new you could not exist. Because of the shift in thinking and a new consciousness, you were born again psychologically and mentally. Just as the plant died and rose again in the spring, so did your new mentality from the death of the old you. Death becomes a psychological metaphor. The seed for the new mentality was nourished within the experience and born from the death of the old mentality. One could not exist without the other. Again, I and the father are one. The father is the seed that was implanted. The experience gave you the wisdom that you don't have before and elevated you consciously. Let's extend this metaphor and render it philosophically. The ancient Africans called this newborn stage of wisdom enlightenment or coming forth by day, as in coming into the light or being enlightened. One way enlightenment was symbolized was as a rising sun. On one level, it was the symbolic rising from death which is the darkness or the underworld. These ideas were written in the coffins of the pharaohs. Because of where the writings were found, grave robbers called these ideas the Book of the Dead. Egyptologists accepted that name. These same ideas found in the Egyptian coffins are what became part of the Bible. The reason why the Son of God was so prominent in the Bible is that the light of the rising sun or coming forth by day, was symbolic of enlightenment in African spiritual science. The ancient Africans didn't worship the sun like so many of us have been told. They had a profound respect for knowledge, wisdom, and enlightenment. The sun became a symbol of rising in consciousness and wisdom. They would metaphorically state that the sun died at night, but was reborn in the morning. Again, the motif of death and renewal as two sides of the same coin. The seed of light planted in the darkness of night only to be reborn again in the morning. Again, I and the Father are one. The simple formula becomes the connector for all aspects of existence. As I stated before, a theory of everything. Before Christianity and the doctrines of eternal damnation, most ancient people believed in reincarnation. 
For the ancient Africans, that same cyclical growth of plants dying in the winter and regrowing in the spring logically applies to us as souls having a human experience. Our physical body will die. However, our soul will rise from its physical fetters to inhabit another physical form at some point. You will be born again. Does that sound familiar with Christianity? Christianity tweaked it, of course, to the detriment of humanity. Early Christians misinterpreted this idea to mean rise again in the same physical form. They didn't understand the science nor the cultural context from which the idea originated. However, ancient African science tracks along with modern science when you consider the ideas conceptually. The first law of thermodynamics states that energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It can only change forms. An ancient African proverb is that in the beginning was Ba and in the end will be Ba. The Egyptian Ba is the same as the English word spirit. Both words conceptually connect to our modern scientific idea of energy. The first law of thermodynamics is saying in another way that in the beginning is energy and in the end is energy. And it cannot be created, but only change forms. That's exactly the same concept as how the Bob works within the ancient comedic cosmology. As a soul, you are comprised of three components. The Ak, the Ba, and the Ka. But all the components come from the same source, the Ba. You, as a being of light or soul, are from one source. That seed of light as an aspect of source means you cannot be destroyed. In the comedic spiritual system, you are not your physical body. The real you is the soul that precedes the body in existence. In other words, the scientific idea of the first law of thermodynamics is applied in ancient systems by stating that you are eternal. John chapter 10 verse 30 preserved a way of the ancient African thought process and spiritual science and that you are an extension of the source of all creation. When you think about it that way, how much sense does it make that God will send a portion of itself to hell for eternity? How much more empowering is it to recognize and understand that a part of all change and growth, be it personal or spiritual, that death of the old must precede the new. That realization will elevate you to think in new ways about the difficulties that you go through in life, like relationships, careers, finances, etc. Rather than Christianity teachings of you are born broken and in need of another strength to make it through. There are so many deeper and empowering connections like this contained in the Bible. But you have to know the original teachings in order to uncover the intent behind the dogmatic teachings that keep you locked in your lower energy centers. If you're a Christian, you will have to move beyond the fear that you were taught to not question and examine. As I stated earlier, the basis of all Abrahamic religions can be tracked back to Kemet. A quick Google search will reveal that the oldest Christian Bibles, the Septuagint, the Old Testament, and the Codex Sinaiticus, the Old Testament and the New Testament combined in one book, were both compiled in Alexandria, Egypt. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew and translated into Greek in the Septuagint. 
The New Testament was written in Greek. Why does it matter where the Bible came from? Because it means there is a direct connection from the Greeks to the Bible, ancient Africa, and African culture and cosmology to Christianity. That also means it's not a stretch of the imagination that Africans, through the Greeks and then the Romans who created Christianity, influenced Christianity when the most sacred book to Christianity was produced from local knowledge in ancient Egypt. The major philosophical differences in the ancient African view and Christianity is this. Ancient African spiritual science taught about evolving to realize your own divinity. In the comedic spiritual system, you are the divine in human form. It's not being arrogant. It's just a logical progression from beginning to who you are now. It's analogous to you being a drop in the ocean of the divine. What is an ocean except a multitude of drops? The only difference between a drop and the ocean is the magnitude. Whereas Christianity became more about a relationship to the divine because you are something different than he. Through inheriting Greek Gnostic era and ideology, human and divine were separated and being human became a detriment to developing spiritually according to Christianity. The Greek era is analogous to the ocean being somehow a separate entity from the multitude of drops that make up the ocean. It becomes an illogical disconnect. How is a drop in the ocean different from the ocean? How do you separate one from the other? You can't when you understand how connected all things are. Christianity despiritualized the ancient teachings. That's why you can have doctrines like total depravity and the fall within Christianity because as humans you were seen as different, defective, and tainted compared to the divine. It's not your fault that you believe these ideas. You were conditioned or had no other system to compare these ideas to. There was no such twisted and utterly dehumanizing ideology in the original African spiritual science. There is only one source, and everything in the universe is that source in its own beautiful form, expressing itself in the freest and most authentic way possible. It's the way you should endeavor to live your life on a daily basis. In order to truly be happy, you have to live authentically. Authentic means of undisputed origin. That means you must live life from your own inward directed center. Not from a set of rules and a dogmatic box that you have to fit in order to get a reward when you die. You must begin to define your life for you, by you, and have the courage to live the definition. Please allow me to spell out why I do what I do. As black people, we're mistreated and brutalized because we are no threat monetarily to the system of white supremacy and racism. In the United States, we fought for civil rights and desegregation that ultimately stripped us of economic empowerment within our own communities. During segregation, we had hotels, grocery stores, restaurants, cleaners, doctor's offices in our communities by necessity. But those communities were self-sustaining economically. Nowadays, Black people are no more than consumers on any scale around the world. We own very little wealth, comparatively speaking. 
Until we can become economic equals, the system of white supremacy and racism will chew us up and spit us out. But to become viable economically will mean creating self-sustaining communities first. That will take a change in mindset on many levels starting with religious programming that keeps us worshiping a white man as God. Our inability to build communities that reflect our prosperity is inextricably tied to the programming that teaches us that we're broken and white Jesus will be our savior. What I'm saying here can easily be mistaken for hate. I'm not talking about hating white people or promoting hate of any kind because it's a low vibrational fearful frequency. By universal law, you cannot unify anything with hate and negativity. With a comedic science understanding, hate creates opposition. I want to raise your consciousness to a level of understanding that connects all humanity. I'm talking about loving yourself and creating that reflection as the fabric of your life. As black people, we've built our lives seeking validation from outside ourselves. Our Christian religious programming is that the foundation of this type thinking and the misery of the African diaspora worldwide. So can you fact check the Bible? It's time to change the program. Thank you for watching. Please like and share this video with anyone that would find it empowering.